Hello, this is Pastor Kenny, and welcome to the Living Hope Wesleyan podcast. If you would like more information about what we are all about, make sure to visit hopeforvermont.org. Enjoy! And as we continue to look in Hebrews, Hebrews was written to reassure Christian believers that their faith in Jesus as the Messiah was validated, was true. So as we continue to look at that, we go back to as we concluded last week, Hebrews 2, 9, but we see Jesus, but we see him, but we know that God is who he said he was, but we do see is Jesus, who for a little while was given a position a little lower than the angels. And because he suffered death under for us, he is now crowned with glory and honor. Yes, by God's grace, Jesus tasted death for everyone. We see Jesus. We understand that God loves us, that he is for us, that he has a plan. And we can stand on being a patriot and being patriotic, but we understand that this is a nation that God sees from the lens of on high in heaven, and he sees us and he knows us, but he knows his creation, the entire globe, every person in each country, God is standing and his Holy Spirit is speaking and saying, I love you. I have a plan for your life. I have peace and healing and freedom for you, just come to me, confess your sin, and know that I, God, is speaking and saying, Jesus loves you, that though we endure suffering, we overcome. Interesting how MLK's birthday was yesterday. We celebrate MLK Day tomorrow, and we celebrate what he stood for. The person, it was documented, is documented, that he was not the greatest person, but what he stood for is something that we can stand for, for freedom, for helping those that need help and assistance. So let's uh, look at uh, these verses. This is verse 9, but we see Jesus. This is verse uh, 8 in Hebrews, and it says this, You gave them authority over all things. Now, when it says all things, it means nothing is left out, but we have not yet seen all things put under your authority. In this verse, verse 8, it says all things, or in the NIV, it says everything, that everything is under God's feet. Not that everything or everyone has obeyed Jesus, but God says he has authority authority and rule and power and victory over everything, whether it's a temptation, whether it's a thought, whether it's a sin, God has given us victory through Jesus. And we can raise our hands and say, Jesus, yes, thank you. We're filled with gratitude for who you said you are. <clears throat> what we do see is Jesus, who for a little while was given a position a little lower than the angels. And because he suffered death for us, he is now crowned with glory and honor. Yes, by God's grace, Jesus tasted death for everyone. Jesus' sacrifice on the cross was for everyone. Whether you believe, you don't believe, whether you point fingers or you look at yourself, whether you shout from the mountaintops or you go to your prayer closet, Jesus tasted that death that responsibility for everyone. 
It is so good to know and hear. This is, comes from Hebrews 9.22. Indeed, under the law, almost everything is purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sins. Jesus died because without the shedding of blood in the Old Testament, back in the old days, without a sacrifice, there was no forgiveness of sins. And so Jesus said, instead of getting ripped off by those selling you pigeons or doves or a sheep, you can know that Jesus' death, his shedding of blood is for the forgiveness of all of our sins. In Hebrews 10, we find in this chapter that Christ's sacrifice, that was once and for all. That's all we needed. That's all we need is knowing that Jesus' sacrifice is for everyone. It is for all. So now we look at Hebrews 2, verse 10. God for whom and through whom everything was made, chose to bring many children into glory, and it was only right that he should make Jesus, through his suffering, a perfect leader fit to bring them into their salvation. In the New, uh, New International Version, it says these words that it would make the author of their salvation perfect through suffering. Make perfect or make complete uh, to finish. That's what the Greek word says it implies to finish. And in John 19.30, this is when Jesus was on the cross and he said, It is finished. It is complete. We don't have to fight anymore. We don't have to try any harder. We can find rest and peace, the hope of Jesus in knowing he accomplished it. We can faithfully follow him. We can be believers in Jesus, but followers in Jesus. The word perfect, it means the originator, the founder, the author, the one that came with the knowledge that he was going to write a story, that he had a plan for our lives. This is Jesus who said these words in verse 10. We move on to 2.11. So now Jesus and the ones he makes holy have the same father. That is why Jesus is not ashamed to call them his brothers and sisters. To make holy, it means to say, set apart, to sanctify. I grew up in the Wesleyan denomination, also the Nazarene church, or those that would call the holiness denomination. We talked about being sanctified. It kind of took on this tone that you are more holy than somebody else, but that's not what it means. When Jesus said, be holy as I am holy, Jesus is saying, God the Father set me apart for a specific purpose, to take a certain stand that his salvation might be known, that his freedom might be encompassed and felt, that we would know that through suffering, through trials, Jesus would help us. In 1 Peter 5.10, it talks about how Jesus suffered, that we must suffer a little while. This is what we're talking about, going back to verse 10, that we need to suffer. So now Jesus and the ones he makes holy have the same father. That is why Jesus is not ashamed to call them his brothers and sisters, because we may not have been suffering or persecuted yet, like many Christians have around the world for years and years and years. But through the suffering of Jesus, we can identify that this life, this physical life on earth is not fair, but we have a hope 
my dad used to tell me that uh, being a pastor, you might not get rich, but your riches are out of this world. Out of this world. Our riches are not necessarily being wealthy here on earth, but our riches remain, reside in who Jesus is. And it is out of this world. In verse 11, it talks about uh, not ashamed to call them his brothers and sisters. In the NIV, it says we are of the same family. We are not ashamed to be called his brothers and sisters. Sometimes we look at others that profess to be Christians and we are <laughs> ashamed to call them brothers and sisters. But because of Jesus, we can say, I'm not ashamed. Because we see through Jesus. We understand, but, but for God's grace, that's where I would be. We understand that I was a sinner too, saved by grace. I am a Christian now, but I still struggle with temptation and sin. And because of Jesus, I have overcome. So I'm not going to point fingers and judge. I'm going to stand for Jesus and what he was for. I'm going to love Jesus and live Jesus and share Jesus because Jesus loved people. He cared for people. Those that disagreed with them, those that were poor, that did not look like them, those that needed freedom. That's who we are called to stand for. That is how we can say we are not ashamed. How Jesus said he is not ashamed to call us his brothers and sisters, we can say we are not ashamed of the family of God because as his, we love what he loves. We look at Hebrews 2.12. For he said to God, I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters. I will praise you among your assembled people. He also said, I will put my trust in him. That is, I and the children God has given me. In verse 12, it talks about the assembled people. In another version, it calls it the church of God, the ecclesia, the body of Christ, those who say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I choose to follow you as a son of God. You are my salvation. You died on the cross. You were buried, but you came back to life and you ascended to heaven and you make your enemies a footstool. We are the assembled people that believe in such in Isaiah, this is a reference to uh, Isaiah eight seventeen and 18. That is from verse 13. Verse 14 of Hebrews, we find, because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood. The son also became flesh and blood for only as a human being could he die and only by dying could he break the power of death and the devil. In John 1.14, Jesus says that the word, the Bible, John says that Jesus came as the word. He became human. Jesus became human for a very specific reason, that we might be set free, that we might understand freedom. This is that passage in John. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and he, we have seen his glory, glory as the only son from the Father, full of grace and truth, Emmanuel, God with us. God chose to be with us. God chose to send his son as a human. God chose to live what we live and it felt hunger, pain, suffering, delight, joy, excitement. 
betrayal. Jesus has experienced all of these. Hebrews 2.15, only in this way could he set free all who live their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. Jesus wanted to set free. The Greek word set free means to set free or to release, to be reconciled. This is why MLK Day tomorrow does mean so much because it means that we continue to fight for the injustice. We continue to fight against slavery. Slavery is still a thing. It's not necessarily uh, as we saw in history or as uh, Martin Luther King was speaking of, but sex slavery, those in bondage, is a huge multi-billion dollar industry. And Christians, we need to stand against that and stand that Jesus would set those free from that and we would help those get out of it and that's why boaz ministries my friend in new brunswick canada he has a ministry that reaches out world hope has done so in the past and we support them as a local church and there's so many opportunities that we have but this also does apply and remind us of the social injustice that takes place of those that have ancestors, but great-grandparents that lived under this yoke of bondage, this slavery. And Jesus is saying, though they feared death, he came that they might be set free. Spiritually and physically, we can say we offer freedom through Jesus because that's what Jesus came to give. Though you fear death, you can have life and have it abundantly because of who Jesus says he is. You can be set free. We continue in Hebrews 2, verse 16 and 17. We also know that the Son did not come to help angels. He came to help the descendants of Abraham, human beings. Therefore, it was necessary for him to be made in every aspect like us, his brothers and sisters, his uh, humans, flesh and blood, so that he could be our merciful and faithful high priest before God. Then he could offer a sacrifice that would take away the sins of the people since he himself has gone through suffering and testing he is able to help us when we are being tested since he himself has gone through suffering and testing he is able to help us when we are being tested we are being tested right now there is a pull on us, not the devil on one and Jesus on the other. Maybe it feels that way, but there is a struggle. We struggle not against flesh and blood. That's why the full armor of God is so important that we put on the full armor of God and we encourage the, uh, the uh, example being lifted up of the fruit of the Spirit being exemplified in us the fruit of the spirit fruit i was reminded this week that the fruit is sweet that love joy peace patience kindness it is sweet for us to say and to live these things and as we endure as jesus went through great suffering we have learned we must learn to put on the full armor of god and to live out the fruit of the spirit since he himself has gone through suffering and testing. He is able to help us right now. 
this 17th day of January in the year of our Lord, 2021. He is able to help us when we are or as we are being tested. We have the hope of Jesus that he's experienced. He's gone through this. He knows the steps to take. He is trustworthy and faithful that we can follow him and know his arms of love, that he is the one that lifts us, that we can abide in who Jesus is and know that he is for us. And because he is for us, we can be for others, whether they believe or not. I forget his name. His title was the apostate. I should have looked. I did look. I could not find the apostate. This guy got the name, the title, because he was not a believer, a follower in Jesus. And so he was against what we would call Christianity. He was against the way of Jesus. But he said, those Christians, though they don't just care for, it is not only their own. It is not just the Christians that they reach out to, but it's even those that don't believe, those that are resistant, those that deny, or those that fight against their faith. They still reach out to them with love and mercy and compassion and empathy. And let that be said about us, Living Hope Wesleyan Church. Let that be said of us, we who profess Jesus and claim to be a Christian. Let that be said of us, those called by Jesus through his forgiveness, that we don't just help our own only, but we reach out to all with great compassion and sincerity and love. Because Jesus said, by his love, on, in, and through us, they might know salvation and his truth and his longing. Because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. It is a fortunate time in our history to be alive. It's a fortunate time to understand that Jesus endured great pain and suffering so that when we do, we would know his love. I was reminded last week through a webinar the difference between suffering and persecution. Church, prepare for persecution because the Bible said it's going to happen. Maybe not with us, maybe not with our generation, our children, our grandchildren, but Jesus has said, according to his word, that persecution is going to happen, and so we must unite as a body of Christ to hold on to the embrace of Jesus and to lift up one another to know that we are without fear. We have faith. It is not what we see happening all around us, but it's the faith that we believe that Jesus has a plan for us and because of Jesus we can live each day with great hope and phenomenal joy even though happiness might seem distant we have the joy of the Lord as our strength.
Well, as we wrap up, I just uh, thank you again for taking the time to make the time and be a part of these continued online services. I would pray that you join us in praying as we look for a facility, a building, a space. Hopefully these vaccinations come out soon and uh, this um, pandemic COVID dissipates and we can uh, start to gather and meet again within the state of Vermont. And we will still always have an online presence. It's awesome to see the people from out of state or those that don't typically attend any church uh, or our church joining us online. We'll still have this online presence, but we look for a space to gather. And so May, June, this is uh, what we're thinking and praying about. And so if you know of something that might be coming up around that time, frame that we could jump on and look at now that we can uh, start raising funds uh, keep giving towards the vision fund that's what it's going to we didn't want to say a building fund because that locks us into a building but a vision fund gives us the flexibility if there's a need in our community that God wants us to give we can give to that if it's for ourselves as a local congregation we can use it for that and so we just say thank you for joining us in prayer, but most of all, thank you for believing that Jesus has a plan. And that plan is that we would know his salvation in such a way we would lead others to that salvation in such a way our faith would grow in him that they might lead others to know his love is for us. And that we don't have to take a stand, we simply Follow Jesus wherever he leads and wherever he goes. And on this day, as it is Sanctity of Life Sunday, get involved, whether it's the CareNet Crisis Pregnancy Center in Central Vermont in Barrie. You can certainly give a gift there as we're unable to collect and pass out baby bottles for you to put your loose change. You can uh, do that. Vermont Right to Life, you can get involved and volunteer and and give there as well. And we are just so fortunate as the church that we can get involved and give and be a part of so many different ministries. As God would lead you, simply obey him. Uh, let me close this in prayer and thank you again for making the time uh, this morning. So Jesus, we thank you that you love us. We thank you that you are for us. We thank you that we can take a stand by following in your footsteps, by knowing your word and your salvation. We thank you, Jesus, that you set captives free and you have freed us from our sin. So may we fight against that temptation and never return to the things that you died for, that you sacrificed for, that we might have victory. So let us lean on you. Thank you, Jesus. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to subscribe to the Living Hope Wesleyan podcast. Uh, you can also see the live versions of these sermons on the Living Hope Wesleyan Church YouTube channel, as well as any more information that you'd be interested in at hopeforvermont.org. Thank you so much for listening.